I've got Julie Andrews and a psychotropic wonderland. <laughs> I've got an unpronounceable pile of gold. Welcome to Date Fight. Lovely. It's November the 16th mm. and we've got a selection of fascinating things that happened on this day in history and we're going to smash them together in a large History Hadron Collider. Yes, I'm Nat Tapley, he's Jake Yap, and we have scoured all of eternity and human existence to bring you these nuggets of amusement. Let the nuggets commence. Is <laughs> <laughs> it turn for you? Is it your nugget turn? I'm happy to go first. I can't remember. That's what I meant. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. You go first, Actually, no, then. it's your turn to go first first. It's right. your No, it's your turn to go first first. My turn to... Right, I will go first first then. I am going to take you all the way back to 1872. The first strike Ooh. of the Metropolitan Police, who had been wanting higher wages and, and were given those higher wages, but PC Henry Goodchild, who had been coordinating the efforts to get higher pay, was then dismissed, at which point all of the police... Not all of the police, but some of the Metropolitan Police went on strike. 179 officers refused to work and 69 of them were fired. The rest were brought back and got a raise because life isn't fair. So that was the first time the Metropolitan Police ever went on strike. <laughs> I mean, presumably the others got a raise because there were now 69 others not on the payroll anymore. Precisely. There's loads more money to go around if you fire half of the strikers. Yeah. It's quite intensive scabbing. It's like, yes, you can have whatever you want as long as we fire some of you. Choose amongst yourselves. We'll see you later. <laughs> well, I think we'll be we back take... in an hour. Yeah. <laughs> there is a lot more money here for someone. I mean, who polices a police strike? I don't know. They, well, they didn't have a union. They still... They didn't have a union at the time. So PC Henry Goodchild tried to, uh, and they got rid of him. He didn't last long. Um, well, I'm going to go back down to 1581. Hmm. And I'm going to talk about Ivan the Terrible. He didn't give himself that nickname. Well, exactly. Well, there's a lot of scholarly um, debate over because it, you know, terrible. It, it's sort of terrible as in as in awe-inspiring. Oh, is this another Ethelred the Unready situation? Not necessarily. Oh, you are awful. Oh, you are. <laughs> oh, you're terrible. Ivan the. Oh, you are awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, apparently, it's. Oh, but but he was really pretty terrible so i didn't know this he was appointed grand prince uh, at the age of three yeah after his dad died and <laughs> nap time <laughs> did his dad die with a suspicious toddler shaped hand print on his neck yeah i don't know yeah something is he that terrible so um yeah a group of reformers uh sort of gathered around him and they were known as the chosen council and um he was declared Tsar of Russia in 1547 at the age of 16. And mm -hmm. so everyone sort of, everyone said, oh, yeah, he was terrible and stuff. But um, he did transform Russia from a medieval state into an empire, you know, although mm -hmm. he also uh, massacred thousands of people and did some really horrific things uh, that I, I, I'm not even going to share with you because it's so terrible. But I'll share this terrible bit with you, <laughs> which was on this night in 1581. Uh, Ivan the, oh, you are awful. He's only gone and killed his son <laughs> and heir, uh, Ivan oh, Ivanovich. Dear. That seems really careless. Which, which is Russian for Ivan Jr. This happened after the Tsar assaulted his daughter-in-law 
Right. Uh, who he felt was wearing uh, unconventionally light clothing. <laughs> Plus a change, men. So the younger Ivan... So what's happened is, mm, Jeremy, yeah. the younger Ivan's run in, Jeremy, <laughs> and he's confronted his dad... And then Ivan the Terrible, and I will say he's terrible, he <laughs> struck him on the head with his scepter. And he died three days later. That doesn't sound like a very efficient way of killing him either. That's. No. No, couldn't. You're right. It wasn't even efficient. I mean, yeah. Do you often have your scepter to hand if you're ruling? I can't imagine the Queen uh, has it like next to her just in case she needs to hit someone with it. I. Th- <laughs> I think she uses it for um, cleaning up corgi poo, doesn't she? She sort of spears <laughs> it, pass one drops it in the bin. That's what Yours happens. Much, that, that's, that's the if, winner. That's more fun. Ivan the Terrible. I'm, I'm going to... As in... As in... Or inspiring. inspiring. Or just awful. <laughs> he probably was terrible at things like using Microsoft Excel. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine. Probably was. Probably was. Well, yeah. before we have round two, let's have the birthdays. Birthdays today! Happy birthday to Bonnie Greer, who uh, the writer who took down Nick Griffin in great style on BBC Question Time. She's brilliant. Happy birthday, Bonnie! Uh, also, happy birthday to Luigi Factor, the Italian Prime Minister, the last Italian Prime Minister before Mussolini took over, who wanted martial law imposed to deal with the fascists, but Victoria Emmanuel III refused to sign the order, suggesting that maybe having a monarchy isn't the best defence from fascism. Happy birthday to, to <laughs> Burgess Meredith. Uh, he was the penguin. He's in magic. He's Burgess Meredith. He's he's my one for the day. Of, oh. Happy death day. Right. Happy death. Happy death day too. Happy death day to Saint Margaret of Scotland, who built the first ferry across the Firth of Forth, and whose head was owned by Mary Queen of Scots until she lent it to some Jesuits in France, who lost it during the Revolution. So somewhere knocking around France, they yeah, lost her. Head. They lost her head. They had it there as a relic, just a good luck head, uh, and it got lost. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm going to go and gamble on the horses. We've got some Margaret's head with a quick rub. Uh, happy death day to Jack Shepard, the early 18th century criminal who escaped from prison four times and was a folk hero because everyone thought it was much better to escape from prison than to be in prison. And also happy death day to Clark Gable, who was accidentally listed as female on his birth certificate. Wow. And that didn't affect him at all, did it? Nope. He had, like, wooden teeth, didn't did he? Did he? Like I, apparently his his breath was absolutely disgusting, <laughs> and because of the things lodged in his wooden teeth. Yeah, like literally because it was all just fags and right. rotten mushrooms growing matter. on the inside of the teeth. And like, it, it, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Woodland stank. animals living in his. Teeth. Yeah, really, really horrendous. Ooh. I have got a, I've got an interesting fact about Gone with the Wind, though. Yes. What? Oh, he was in Gone. With, yes, Clark Cable, of course, was in Gone with the Wind. What's your interesting fact about Gone with the Wind? Uh, it premiered in Atlanta, mm-hmm. but the black actors were not allowed to attend oh. because of segregation. Mm-hmm. And here's an amazing fact that a few people know: Martin Luther King was at the premiere singing in what was then called a Negro Boys Choir. I did not know that. Let me take you to 1938. Ooh. And lysergic acid diethylamide. Uh, 
is first synthesized by the Swiss chemist Dr. Albert Hoffmann mm -hmm. at the Sandoz Laboratories in Basel, Switzerland. And after that, he's very unclear on anything. <laughs> yes, uh, LSD. Yes. And I've got to ask you, is it a coincidence that 21 years later on this day, The Sound of Music opened in 1959? Well, I'd have to say... The hills are alive, man. <laughs> the hills are alive. <laughs> you make a solid case. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I will go to 1992, uh, best of all Ooh. the years in the early 1990s, with the discovery <laughs> of the Hoxon Horde. Hoxon. What is, is a, that? Well, Hoxon, as I'm sure you know, is a place in Suffolk. Obviously. Which is spelt H-O-X-N-E. Literally spent, I took longer having to research how to pronounce yeah. this thing. Than actually what it is. The Hoxton Horde was the largest hoard of gold and silver from late Roman Britain that's ever been found. Oh. But it also, there was so much of it that it led to the law being changed on what happened when you found a load of Roman gold. Because it was, before that, common law was that uh, anything that was found, a treasure trove that was found, was owned by the crown. But this was so valuable, it was valued at £1.75 million, that we had to change the law because otherwise the landowner and the uh, metal detector owner would have been quite grumpy if the Queen had just taken it to add to all her other millions of gold things. Yeah. So what is the law now? Do you know? It is, it's still the property of the Crown, I think, but the Crown has to pay you some sort of... Finder's fee of... It's assessed value, yeah, which is then has to be shared between all the people who... So the landowner, the finder, yeah. and I think that's it. They all have to share it, and then you can make a lovely sitcom about it starring Mackenzie Crook. That sounds that sounds like a good idea. I'd like to make that sitcom. You should tell him yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I'll pitch keen. it. Uh, <laughs> Wouldn't it be fun to meet Mackenzie Crook in a lift and say, "Can I? I've got this amazing idea for a sitcom about people who go around with metal detectors. They're called the Metalists, and it would be a really great sitcom. Can I put you forward?" No. All right. How about this uh, one? Um, it's one sort of office building where everyone works very closely together, and they're an annoying co-workers. Yeah. They don't. No, it's all right. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there were lots of spoons. The sp one of my favourite spoons said "Utere Felix Domina Juliane," which means "Use me, happy lady Juliana." And I love a spoon saying "Use me" on it. I think that's what? great. What I, I've, I've I mean, completely it lost. I don't the spoon demand. Okay, good. What are you? To what? Uh, okay. <laughs> I may have just said completely. <laughs> Honestly, don't know. Just, are, are you so excited about this? Have you spoon? been celebrating the anniversary of LSD all... by any chance? <laughs> so uh, the spoons and cutlery were engraved with messages. Oh. One of which was "Use me, happy lady Juliana." I bet she was. And I like that as a. I, she once she got that spoon, she was. It was solid silver. Crikey! Was it out of the catalogue, yeah. or was it? You know. I mean, she was living in Suffolk, so there were downsides yeah. as well. But can't yeah. win them all. What a horde. Mm. I think just for the fact that you had to work out how to pronounce Hoxon, I feel like you, you deserve that. <laughs> I'll take that pity Because I, I can believe how much of a pain that was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. H-O-X-N-E. 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 Hoxon. Really? Hoxon. 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 Yeah. Hoxon. Ridiculous. That takes the score to 14-8. Mm. So I wouldn't worry. You're still you're still a good three days ahead. Uh, yes, you can you can fail for the next three days if you need to. And I intend um, to. 
Good. I'll fail harder. Uh, we will, of course, be back tomorrow with another date fight. We hope you'll join us then. Why not subscribe and share and rate and review and jiggly Follow the Facebook page. Follow the Twitter feed. Yes, yes, do that. Tell everyone how much you're enjoying it. Do all those things. It would make a big difference to us. Yes, thank you very much, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you in advance. Bye. Bye.